Hi, and welcome to the final report, where HMC Investigations teams up with former criminal defense attorney Fletcher Long and author and research specialist Tracy Ellis to discuss real live cases. Some episodes are live and some are not, but don't worry, we want to hear from you. For questions and comments, send an email to thefinalreportpodcast at gmail.com. Well, welcome to The Final Report. This is Fletcher Long, former criminal defense attorney and author. Joining me are uh, Heather Cohen, who is a private investigator, and fellow author and researcher Tracy Ellis. Uh, Welcome to The Final Report. Today we're going to talk about the Mueller investigation vis-a-vis, we'll call it the Trump affairs, if you will. You know, when you brought this to me, I thought, oh man, I am way out of my league. I do not know a whole lot about this and uh i'm hoping you can you can enlighten me a little bit well i'll tell you it it's of it's of penultimate national present interest it's a topic that right now we're kind of in a lull period and and we're right at the end of 2018 i think today is what is it december the december 30th is that right and uh so going into the new year, of course, we're about to have a, a democratically controlled Congress that's going to have uh, subpoena power in order to issue subpoenas to the president for any various and sundry things. And I, I just kind of thought there's a lot of misconceptions going around uh, that have been kind of promulgated by the national media um, that I thought we could dispel. And I thought it'd be fun to discuss. And so that's why I came to Heather and Tracy, my colleagues and partners in the final report, and asked them if we could do this show. And I'm confident that this show will get a lot of airplay once it's uh, put into its final um, format and distributed in, in all of the places where it, where it will, will eventually be distributed. But one thing I want to clear up right off the bat is the Rush Limbaugh um, prom- promulgated theory that 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 the Mueller team are a bunch of Democrats. Can I can I start there? <laughs> yeah, sure. Robert Robert Mueller is a lifelong Republican. Rod Ros- Rosenstein is not only a lifelong Republican, but wrote a college paper when he was in college about how shamefully he thought the media treated the uh, Reagan Knights. Um, there are some Democrats, I think, on Mueller's team. Of the 17 or so members, I think six of them have given money to Democratic candidates before. But as far as the head of the investigation, this is not a uh, Democratic-run inquisition, uh, I want to say. These are – and and I want to say this too. And Heather, this is where your expertise comes in. See, I told you I'd get you right into this. You know – and Tracy, I think you know too – that law enforcement people, by and large, and to a great majority, are conservative thinking and voting individuals. We're not talking about loony leftists here. These are these are Department of Justice, FBI agents, career FBI agents. These are the elite of the elite in the law enforcement community. And they're going to have the same type politics that your local sheriff's department has. And the sheriff's department uh, either they're either registered Republican or they certainly would agree with much of the Republican platform. Heather, do you not find that to be true? You know, Fletcher, I have a lot of family members in law enforcement. I have a lot of friends in law enforcement. And I do think that for the most part, that is true. 
but I also think that in a lot of cases, it's more of a facade than it is a truth. And in considering the issues that we are having with our Commander-in-Chief, I am really not surprised. Because if you look at our government, even on the local levels, there is corruption and conspiracy and scandals. And, I mean, our country is just a damn mess right now. Well, and I saw Jeff Sessions giving a talk uh, recently. Now, the talk wasn't recent. But he had given a they, – they were replaying it on one of the various and the sundry news channels that I access. And he made a reference to the police as you guys are the thin blue line. And what I found interesting about that reference is the reference to the police and, and the maintenance of the thin blue line is not at all complimentary. Even though it was pretty apparent that Jeff Sessions was using it as a compliment, the thin blue line uh, is really – stands for the proposition that police officers will cover each other's criminal conduct, that they won't report each other's criminal conduct to authorities because they are a league of a band of brothers, an organized criminal entity. It's not a, it's not a positive reference, in other words, referring to the police. And, and even though Sessions was using it as a positive reference, it's not a positive reference. Uh, there's a lot of police officers who should revolt at their uh, collegiality being characterized as, quote-unquote, the thin blue line. It's not really – it's not really – it's really kind of an insult. But getting back to the Mueller and Trump thing, a lot of people – oh, that, that's okay. That's, it's, it's a stream of consciousness show. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, what happened was is that before Trump even took office – the Justice Department opened an investigation into whether uh, the uh, foreign powers like Russia had hacked into our political process and impacted uh, our uh, presidential and uh, other elections that were running concurrent with the president. And the reason we have a special counsel, if you'll recall, is because Jim Comey was fired. I mean, it was initially it was Jim Comey's investigation, then Jim Comey was fired. And uh, and Jeff Sessions recused from running the investigation because he believed himself to potentially be a target of the investigation, which we know to be true. That is a fact. And so when he recused himself, that caused the deputy director of the FBI, Rod Rosenstein, to have to appoint a special counsel. Um, a special counsel was appointed during the Watergate hearings. There's been a lot of like, there's been a, can, can I tell y'all what the connection is between this and Watergate and why Watergate keeps coming up? I'd love to hear it. Well, the issue's the same. The, the, the issue's the same. The belief, Nixon believed, and his Justice Department believed, and his Federal Bureau of Investigation believed, that the Soviet Union at the time, which is the forebear to Russia, was using our election process to conquer America, to overthrow American government and conquer America without having to fire a shot. If you'll remember, Nikita Khrushchev once said that you will fall from within responding to America during the Cold War, you will fall from within. We will take you without firing a shot. Well, Nixon became uh, seized of the belief that the Soviet Union was financing the Democratic National Convention, or not the convention, the Democratic Party, okay? And so the whole point of Watergate, which is, that's kind of the same thing that we're, that, 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 uh, 
the Mueller investigation is trying to investigate vis-a-vis the election in 2016, is it not? Whether a foreign power is, in essence, uh, uh, impacted our election and chosen for us our leader. And that's exactly what Nixon thought was going on uh, back in the uh, early 70s. Yes. I thought that they had determined that the election process was uh, spied on by our... Yes, they have. They have. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that. What I'm, what, what I'm trying to show is that the theories... And, and you know what? In fairness to Nixon, and God rest his soul, in fairness to Nixon, uh, the Soviet Union probably was, through back channels, funneling money to different politicians of, I don't know necessarily they were Democrats, but they probably were doing exactly what, what uh, Nixon felt they were doing, you know? Uh, but yes, it is true that, that our, our intelligence agencies have in fact determined that Russia did hijack this election, interfere in this election and work in a way and likely did impact the outcome of the election. So, but but those were the theories, and that's why Watergate keeps coming up. And if you'll remember in Watergate, the Congress subpoenaed, served subpoenas, congressional subpoenas on Nixon that Nixon refused with which to comply, claiming privilege and various other things. And that case actually went to the Supreme Court of the United States, the United States versus Nixon. Uh, and the Supreme Court ruled that a sitting president still has to comply uh, just as any ordinary citizen, that he doesn't sit above the law, that he's an ordinary citizen. And that re- remember that ruling, Tracy, because that ruling could come back in this present situation. But the, the Nixon court found that, that he had to comply with the subpoenas, and then he was going to have to turn over the tapes. I don't think Nixon ever did turn over the tapes unredacted. There were things redacted missing. You know, we always hear about the missing <laughs> segments of the Nixon tapes. Uh but what was turned over was bad enough that, that, that he elected to resign. And it, it was bad enough that they had voted to issue articles of impeachment against him. And it was bad enough that even though the Senate was uh, Republican-controlled under Nixon, uh, it was looking as though that there were going to be enough defectors that he was going to be impeached. And he was concerned that upon being impeached that he would then be criminally prosecuted. And that's why Gerald Ford issued a pardon to Nixon and Spiro Agnew both. And it, it ended up costing uh, Ford the election in 1980. So that that's the history uh, overlay and the connection between the Mueller investigation and Watergate and why Watergate keeps coming up. And Nixon is described as having many of the same personality um, I don't want to call them disorders, but many of the same personality right. traits. Um, traits. Thank you, Tracy. As as you both did that, he he is described. You know, uh, Nixon was uh, was thought the media was out to get him. He was uh, he, and they may have been. He he was um, very narcissist. He was narcissistic. You know, the guy's going around taping his every encounter with everybody he meets with for the purposes of preserving it for posterity. I mean, that's, that's pretty narcissistic right there. Uh, he didn't have some of the sexual innuendo and I'm going to get to the sex part too, because you, there's, there are those out there that say, well, what does his having paying off, uh, the playboy bunny and, uh, the porn star, what does that have to do with, with Russian meddling? Any, I know Tracy, the answer. You, I know the answer. Yeah. Heather, have you, uh, have you heard that often asked, 
what that has to do with it. I'll tell you what it has to do with it. It, it has to do with it in two key ways. First of all, it's a violation of, fi of campaign finance laws to, um, to prevent or to kind of like stifle information that could impact the outcome of an election, right? So they, so these payments to these women constituted a large uh, payment that was undisclosed uh, that likely impacted the outcome of the election uh, or were intended were intended by the person making the payment. Uh, Cohen has admitted that that's exactly was his intent, and he believed it to be the president's intent too, but intended to impact the outcome of the election. Um, that has to do uh, with, that goes hand in hand with what Mueller's really investigating as to whether this the outcome of this election was impacted. The Russians also, um, according to the theory of the Mueller investigation, they uh, they also um, kind of colluded with people in the president's transition team, uh, as well as these different media uh, entities to keep that information from being disclosed as well, uh, in addition to the fake news that they were creating and fabricating about Hillary Clinton and disseminating throughout social media in order to hurt to hurt her uh campaign chances. So that's kind of how that ties in. Um, now I'm going to tell you the truth there. I think as we go forward, uh, there's going to be some aspects of these payments that are criminalized in ways that are much more traditionally criminal. You don't really see people being prosecuted and being potentially sub subject to incarceration for violating campaign finance laws, although it's possible. Uh, John Edwards was tried for it and, and was acquitted. Uh, but I will tell you this, uh, it, I, I think that the payments to these women could potentially be money laundering. Hmm. Would you like me to make my money laundering I case for you? I would love to hear that. I am so, so entertained well, right now. <laughs> no, I really would love to hear it. Money laundering basically is making illicit funds appear as though they are uh, copacetic, right? It's washing through, you know, the classic money laundering case is uh, uh, the mafia buying a restaurant that's losing its shirt, but it shows huge profits because that's what they're running the, the skim through. Right. Oh yeah, the front, the front shop. Yeah, the front shop. Right, right. That that's what your traditional money laundering is. But money laundering can be, for instance, um, we were always afraid when I was an attorney, somebody come in and and uh, pay their legal fees with the proceeds of drug sales, that we that that we were committing money laundering, because it's entirely appropriate to pay your attorney. But if I'm providing a vessel for which they can hide and wash through illegally obtained funds, mm -hmm. then I then I've become the front shop, right? Mm -hmm. uh, now the federal statute for money laundering exempted attorneys, but state statutes didn't, and I might have that backwards. It could have been the other way around. One of the set of statutes exempted attorneys' fees; the other set did not. Now where this could be money laundering is remember that the Trump organization funneled through Michael Cohen payments, according to Cohen, to these two women that were paid back to him as services uh, rendered, legal services rendered, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. They were paid back. They weren't paid back to him all at once. They were paid back to him monthly uh, and much more than he had paid out, if you'll recall. Uh, he got $600,000 more than the some 300000 he paid them. Uh, but it was categorized uh, by the Trump organization as fees for services rendered. Right. So if if you know that those were not legitimately earned legal fees, but yet payoffs to mistresses to not come forward and wreck your campaign chances, mm-hmm. and you've allowed it to be paid back to him for services rendered which were never rendered, or which were illicit services, right? That could potentially be money laundering. You, so, you, you see the case now. So Michael Cohen was his uh, funnel in which he was making all this happen. Basically, he was he was the laundry, right? In the scenario that the scenario that I am uh, posing, okay. he is the laundry. Okay. This can be so clear as mud because it's completely had so many aspects to it. I have two questions. One is, are you talking about the um, foundation that is no longer that they just got rid? That they just Uh, did away. I may be. There was a Trump Foundation that was supposed to be a charitable foundation that 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 the state of New York has almost like ordered closed. Right, that's if, the one. I, it so it that's may be. Now, let me tell you why I am uh, not being completely um, adamant that it is the same one. The, if you'll remember, one of the chief operating officers of the Trump organization, meaning the business, is uh, has turned state's mm-hmm. evidence against or turned government evidence against Trump. Remember, he's gone in, he's got an immunity deal, and he is he is cooperating. He is a cooperator. Well, yeah, a lot of them are, but that it's very important that this guy's a cooperator because that's the guy that that's the guy that can say, that and I can't think of his name right now. I can look it up, but that's the guy that can say, "Hey, listen, those funds we paid Michael Cohen for legal services, we knew were not for legal services. We knew exactly what they were for." And as a member of the Trump organization conducting its business as its chief officer. I knew, Trump knew, we all knew what those funds really were. And see, that's just a money laundry. So I I wouldn't be surprised to see them charged with money laundering. But what's your second question? It's money laundering. Um, Isn't, like I say, clear as mud, there's more than one aspect besides this this foundation and this organization and this scenario of money laundering within what's going on, correct? Isn't there also money laundering uh, that's in with other aspects of criminal Oh, well, yeah. I mean, money laundering, like I said, your garden variety money launder is taking illicitly earned funds and attempting to make them appear as though they were legitimately earned. Right. That's your typical money laundering scenario. But there's other ways that you can money launder if I'm understanding what it is that you're you're asking. No, that's uh but that's still good to know. 
However, I'm asking more of um, like with these Trump buildings and these loans with this bank, um, all of that is also being considered somewhere in there, also a money laundering well, business. You're saying if that, they're giving them loans that are not really loans, is that what you're saying? Okay. I'm asking. I'm, I'm trying to figure um, out what you're what you're asking. I I hadn't gotten it yet. Well, I still said it's clear <laughs> as mud, Fletcher. <laughs> I'll, I'll further. Uh, I think it's the doubt. Some there's the bank that um the that they can only get through the Russian oligarchs and that they're um they are getting loans through this particular bank. Okay. To build Trump Towers. That would absolutely be a money launder. Yes. If you're if you're taking funds okay. from a if if the if the Russian government is funneling funds to you couched as a bank loan that are really meant to pay you for access to the government, access to information, uh access to the removal of sanctions, you know, that would absolutely potentially be money laundering. And, and and what's funny is, is I hadn't heard them really discussing that as something that will be charged, but I'm telling you that they're going to get around to charging the Trump kids. Okay. And oh, when yeah. they charge the Trump mm -hmm. kids, I expect that, that among the charges they will face that money laundering will be uh, uh, among them. I can just kind of tell by the way that they're posturing. You understand what I'm saying? I can tell right. that they're headed there with some of the comments, the unredacted comments in the sentencing memorandi that have been filed to date, you know, tells me that that is where I think that they are headed. I, I, and that's federal. That would be a federal charge, right? And and so that's another thing, too. Uh, when we were off air, you brought up the Southern District of New York. Um, and uh i there are state investigations into the trump organization some members of the trump family jared kushner uh those state probes you cannot pardon violations of state law cannot be presidentially pardoned right and that's right. why it was so important it's, you know, in the, like, for instance, in New York, it, it becomes very important who wins the governor's house, right? Because that would be who would have to pardon you were you to be convicted of a state offense, right? Yeah. So that could, uh, that could really, I wish I could think of the name of the Trump. There was a guy high up in the Trump organization. Was he the financial uh, officer? Was, is it? Yes, he was the financial officer. Yeah. And uh I can't seem to come up with his I'll name. Come up with it. But that was a guy that is I there's a reason why they sought his cooperation. That might be Alan it. Weisselberg. Yes, it was Alan Weisselberg. That that Yes, yes. There's a reason why they were solicitous of his cooperation. And I think it was to fill in the gap of these payments to Cohen that were couched as legal services, were they really for legal services or were they for an illicit purpose? Right. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Because, you know, whether you're using money to pay off the longshoremen to strike, you know, or whatever, or whether you're using money to pay off women whose information could derail your presidential hopes, either way, you're using money for an illegal purpose, violation of campaign finance laws, and you're trying to couch that money as something entirely legitimate. You're trying to couch that money as a legitimate, legitimately earned enterprise. And um, also, I, I looked it up real quick, of course, and it says that he's they're also um, looking into tax and bank fraud by Michael Cohen, Cohen who is also um, was doing it. These bank frauds, I assume, is this for Trump? Yeah, the bank fraud is Michael Cohen lied to financial institutions about the status of his assets in order to obtain loans. And uh, where you see that uh, with him is he's probably uh, he's he's probably reporting to them access to funds and income that well exceeds what he reported to the government. You know, if 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 they compared our bank loan applications with our tax returns, a lot of people would be getting charged with bank fraud. It's not an but uncommon thing for people, people to. I worked as a mortgage in mortgages, and you have to have so many years right. of your tax returns to get a, a mortgage loan. I would think, I would think you would to get a, a regular loan right. also. Well, you you would, uh, Tracy, but here here's the dichotomic America that people don't want to hear about. There are different, you know, I am a poor person. I'm a nobody. I've always been a nobody. I was a nobody when I was a lawyer. I was just a good lawyer, but I was a nobody. Because, you know, people that are that have power, they don't get prosecuted and taken out of their career the way I was. That, that shows you right there how very insignificant I was. But uh, there's different rules you know, was, for people that are I was just thinking about this the other day. The uh, actually, I was talking to a coworker about, you know, that you that we were going to be discussing this. And, you know, when I when I look at the uh, the conduct of the president, it's a disgrace because as a PI, if I did any of the stuff he's doing and somebody reported it to the board, I would lose my license so quick my head would spin. And as an attorney, you would have too. And it's like, how is it that these like very low level licenses would get yanked, but yet this person's a, the president of our United States and he's not even held to the same standards? It's crazy. Because they don't check them out <laughs> well, ahead of time. I mean, that's, they don't, that's, they more, don't that's out kind of time. our <laughs> duty as citizens, isn't that? <laughs> I mean... And that's the role of the press is to kind of take check out these people for us. But when you demonize the press and demonize the role and demonize the role that it plays, mm-hmm. you know, let me let me say this, too, because I don't want to, you know, I've got a lot of people that are very close to me that I love that are that are huge uh, Trump fans. Mm-hmm. I am not so much a Trump fan. I, I'll have to concede. Um, but let me just say that that we have whitewashed as a society and we've said it's okay for conduct that would not have been okayed had it been anybody except this particular president. And for, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I, I'm there, there's a lot of reasons that can be offered for that, but regardless, 
you know, that is, you know, I, I can tell you this, that I have seen women and men that I have respected all my life that I think are among some of the smartest people I've ever known and some of the more uh, moral people that I've ever known excuse conduct out of this particular individual that they would have never excused out of anyone else on either side of the political aisle at any other time in the history of America. That's a question I have for you, Fletcher, is when you compare what Nixon did with what Trump is being accused of doing and it seems to have done some of and admitted to doing, when you compare them, doesn't it seem like Nixon just did hardly anything wrong? Yeah, I'd say that Nixon's Nixon's wrongs were somewhat sophomoric in in comparison. Yeah. Um, I would say that, you know, I, I mean, I think that Nixon traveled down some of the same road, but he didn't travel near as far down the road as uh, as it as Trump may have done. Now, there's always a chance that Michael Cohen is doing what Trump is is claiming and he is lying in order to obtain a deal from federal prosecutors. But let me explain this to people, because I, I did federal criminal defense work when I was a lawyer before I was convicted and disbarred. And let me tell you that the federal government in a proffer does not just accept what you tell them as being the truth, okay? They go out and they independently corroborate this evidence. And uh, there are serious, serious ramifications for you leading them down a primrose trail, which is why, which is why Manafort is in a uh, shit ton. Pardon the language, Heather. Shit ton of problems. <laughs> Did you really just apologize for cussing? Yeah, the I think it was yeah, being sarcastic. The biggest potty <laughs> mouth on the panel. Yeah, the queen, but, the queen of fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Manafort is in a lot of shit. I mean, it, about the only thing he can hope for is a presidential pardon. Right, at this but point then because, he's also had state federal state charges well, against his, him too. That's it. His state his state offenses, uh, unless he can get a gubernatorial pardon, is is a problem. But um, Yes, uh, the in comparison, uh, Trump is much more accomplished if he has done the things that Michael Cohen claims and that uh, some of the other cooperators have claimed. You know, the Michael Flynn scenario has looked very funny to me because Trump has been um, reticent to criticize Michael Flynn uh, in social media yeah. and, to despair and, to, and to disparage him. Mm -hmm. uh, Almost Manafort like he too, is, yeah. it, it's, well, of course, Manafort, we know why, because Man, Manafort wasn't really cooperating with the government, but was a mole that was relating back to the Trump team exactly what the Justice Department was was uh, re requiring of him or asking of him. We know why he doesn't criticize Manafort, but Michael Flynn is someone that the government maintains uh, has given them very, very valuable assistance in numerous i think i've seen at some point as many as 11 different investigations mm -hmm. uh that, that that he has given invaluable information well, according Sorry. to the uh filings Cohen? uh and and but yet but yet he but yet he doesn't uh trump doesn't seem to try to paint michael flynn as a liar or incredible or somebody you can't believe or somebody's just trying to help himself and michael flynn's absolutely trying to help himself right. I mean, he's in a full-blown cooperation agreement where Cohen wasn't. Yeah, they. So he's uh, he's 
without question trying to help yeah, themselves. Yeah, you're not going to have a group. If so, I mean, they're self-admitted, but you're not going to have a group of people that are doing wrong and um, and be totally uh, loyal to that group of people unless that loyalty involves a, um, a revolver and a pair of cement shoes. But that's just, I just think that um, Colton has other... Haven't you found the president's reaction to Michael Flynn curious? Well, in the very beginning, and then they said that they fired him because he lied to the vice president. It's like, really? Compared to everything else in this whole thing, it's because he lied to the vice president. That's <laughs> That was kind of a... Well... What's interesting to me, and we saw this when Michael Flynn sentenced it, of course, you know, uh, while the Mueller team filed uh, something about Flynn that he shouldn't get any time and, and things of that nature, the Southern District of New York filed a completely different mm -hmm. memorandum yeah, they, about Flynn. Um, Flynn, um, and, and, and again, using the, uh, the Cohen-esque colorful language that, that I love her for, uh, Flynn was was absolutely asshole deep uh, in a collusion with his business partners to kind of peddle influence to foreign governments like Turkey. I mean, he couldn't have been more tied right. up in this. And it's amazing to me that he is escaping um in jail time, if that should be the case when he's ultimately sentenced, I mean, what he, that's why I can't believe that the Trump team is being so kind in his regard, because let me tell you, Flynn, Flynn should be going to prison to for 20 years. You want to hear my theory? And yeah, let me hear um, it. I'd love to hear it. I know. And I'm not going to go who, for, against any, just that Trump, as we all know, has an issue with Obama. And anything Obama liked, he dislikes, and vice versa. Well, Obama told him from the very beginning to watch Flynn. And I think that might be just the only reason he doesn't want to say anything bad about Flynn is that Obama would be right in this situation. Now, Cohn, I wanted to add, Cohn also has tapes. Yeah, so there's tapes. He involved. does. Yeah. Cohen Cohen is not a good taper. <laughs> I've heard a lot of the Cohen tapes and Cohen Cohen needs to shut the hell up and allow yeah. the target yeah. to be taped. Cohen <laughs> Cohen's tapes have him kind of talking yeah. over Trump and, and it can be unclear in some of these tapes as to whom's being implicated. Is certainly not the person that that he was trying to. Michael Cohen was a shitty lawyer. Um, he was a bad lawyer in many many ways. He he was someone. He was a perfect guy to be a fixer because he wasn't going to make a living trying lawsuits. You know because he just wasn't clever enough, smart but enough to do it. He, he was just a shitty lawyer. Heard now, um, right. yeah, of the tapes we've heard, that is correct. I can't imagine that he got particularly more crafty maybe he was in some of the other tapes, unless maybe these were the tape. The tapes we heard were all from the beginning and he learned how to do it. I don't, I'm not sure. 
I'll tell you who else is oh a bad God. lawyer. Rudy Giuliani is a fool. That guy is a fool. Yeah. I cannot believe. Some of the concessions that he has made on his client's behalf were things that I thought the second that came out of his mouth, I would not have told them that, James Lewis. You know, <laughs> that old joke about the guy at the revival that said he, he told him that he he uh, he killed a, a man 10 years ago and the preacher says, tell it all, James Lewis, tell it all. He tells him that he robbed a liquor store three weeks ago and the preacher says, tell it all, James Lewis, tell it all. And he said, last night I buggered a goat and the preacher said, ooh, James Lewis, I don't think I'd have told that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You know, that's, that's a, that's a well-known joke, you know, and so I, sometimes when I would argue a case to a jury, I'd look at them and the witness would say something from the witness stand. I'd look at them and say, James <laughs> Lewis, I don't believe I'd have told that, you know, and enough people in the Nashville, Middle Tennessee area had heard that joke or wherever I was practicing law had heard the joke enough to where they understood the reference. And and so I, I've, I've thought about that reference many times and some of the things that uh, – that uh, uh, Ju that Giuliani has conceded, you know, when he conceded, for instance, his dogged insistence that Michael Cohen had been paid back these monies uh, from Trump's personal uh, store of assets uh, for the money that was paid to the porn star and, and the Playboy Bunny with whom he had had the affair, for instance. I thought, mm, I don't know if I'd have told that, James Lewis. You know, I mean, seems to me like the better defense would have well, been we never knew these monies out. were paid in the first and place. And then as things keep going and going, it more keeps getting revealed, and then he turns up being a big liar each and every time. So, well, let me let me let me say this, and then I want to kind of get y'all's okay. impressions on on these things. But there is. Federal, uh, governments that initiate criminal investigations and spend the money that has been reportedly spent on this investigation, they don't just wind it up with, well, there's nothing to see here. They don't do that because if you spend, what what is it reported, Tracy, they've spent on this investigation? Is it $25 billion or $25 million? I keep hearing billion for the wall I've is seen, all I can think of. <laughs> well, yeah, the wall's five billion. But I mean there there it might be let's hope it's twenty five million because twenty five billion seems absurd. But let's just say this. Millions of dollars have been spent um uh, toward this investigation conducted by this special counsel and this special counsel's team. Okay. You come back to the government at the end of it and say, thanks for the money, but uh, none of these people really did anything. And that's not going to be considered a good fiscal use of those funds. He, they have obtained 32 indictments, I want to say it is. They've had a good number of people plead guilty. They've had a good number of people agree to cooperate in exchange for consideration. They've had people enter into cooperation agreements in lieu of their being prosecuted for their offenses. There are going to be some people named Trump going down before this is done. And I, I just want to get everybody prepared for this, okay? This is not going to go away with, well, we didn't find anybody named Trump or Kushner really did anything. That's not going to happen here. I've been the one on a smaller scale. It was a TBI investigation of me both times. But I've been the subject of these type investigations, 
And even though I won the first case in a, in a, and the jury wasn't out 30 minutes, they still took it to trial, you know, and they really didn't have a case or, or the jury would have stayed out longer than a half hour. But, you know, once they start all this stuff, they're going to try somebody. Yeah. You, you, you see what I'm saying? They're not, they're not, you know, Heather, you know, this is true. Somebody is going, they have spent too much money to turn back now with no one. They're going, there will be charges filed. Ivanka, if I'm Ivanka Trump, if I'm her attorney, you know, pretending that I am one, which I'm not, but if I'm her attorney, I tell yeah, I Ivanka, honey, you, you, you're going that, to be charged. Okay. Right. You, you are going to be indicted. Your husband is going to be indicted. Your brothers are going to be indicted. And all of that's going to happen. That's yeah. going to happen, Captain. That's happening. Uh, and so all the people that are holding out hope that this thing's going to resolve itself. And, of course, you've got the issue is can they charge a sitting president? You know, you've got a Department of Justice opinion that they don't believe it to be appropriate. But that doesn't mean it's illegal. You've got comments from Mueller early on that he would abide by that department policy. But that doesn't mean he still well, feels that way know. now. You know, the guy's been called a witch for months. All the baiting, all the baiting that, that, that Trump has done of this investigation and its motives is not has helping Mueller him actually, with the people conducting the investigation. Has Mueller actually, am, I, am I right, Heather? Am, am, yeah, yeah. I mean, you sure. know police officers. You you know, Tracy, you know police officers. You think that you think you you're you're out there vilifying this guy on social media day in and day out. All they're doing is salivating waiting to charge your daughter now. They are going to get even with know. you Wait, for the me, crap you've said about now, them. Mueller, Am I right, Mueller ladies? <laughs> has not actually said he would abide by that. He has kept his mouth quiet. And they say that he seems now I'm not talking about all the other people that are investigating, but as far as he goes, they say he is just all into what he does. He doesn't care about what anybody else says or he's just all into his work. Now, I mm -hmm. don't know how if that's true or not, but um, yeah, I think they're all going to go down if it's not for this. Certainly, there's going to be something in the works somewhere along the line where they have done wrong and they will be found guilty of somewhere along the line. But do you think they would have yeah. taken the case if they didn't think they could find anything? They would have just not. No, oh, I think they, I, I don't think they would have appointed a special counsel if they didn't think there was an exceeding amount of smoke in the very beginning. Okay. You know. Right. And, and I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much we've, I don't know if we've already touched on this or not, but I, I do tend to believe the theory, you know, what little bit I have researched this. I do think that there, it's very possible that there is already an indictment in place that is to, you know, preserve the statute so that it doesn't run before. I think that's a good point, Heather. You bring up a very good point there. What you do, if you're concerned about the tolling of a statute of limitations and you're a government prosecutor is you go to the grand jury and you indict the person now and you have it held under right. seal to not be opened mm -hmm. until mm -hmm. he leaves office. Right. Right. And right, I think right. you're right, Heather. I would not be at all surprised to learn that there is a seal. Of course, you're not going to learn it until they unseal it. Right. 
Right. And if he does get elected again, which I think would be a freaking miracle. I mean, I, I don't see how it's going to happen. He does have a lot of supporters, but I think there's enough people disgusted with him at this point that I, I don't see how he could win another election unless Russia has its hand in it again. But, um, you know, if he did get reelected and sit, you know, sit in the office another uh, uh, four years beyond would be, what is it, 2025? 24, yeah. Four, 24, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say this. This is, this is my prediction as someone that's fairly sophisticated in the area of criminal investigation, defending criminal investigations, being targets of a, being a target of a criminal investigation. Well, you've done it all, Fletcher. I've, I've covered it all, Tracy. uh, But (laughs) I'm going to tell you that um, Donald Trump is, uh, you know, they may not indict him because he's a sitting president while he's president of the United States. I'm not going to comment on whether he's going to be reelected. Uh, Donald Trump mm-hmm. has an ardent support base that will support him to the bitter end. Yes. Mm-hmm. Notwithstanding mm-hmm. anything you may or may not learn about him. I don't, you know, I wondered early on in the man's career, what it would take for, for some of the people mm-hmm. I know that are, that are Trump supporters to, to not support him. And uh, I don't mm-hmm. believe you could learn anything about him. I mean, the Billy Bush recordings, his commentary about what he could do to women because he was rich and powerful mm-hmm. are so bad. Mm-hmm. And that is his voice. And right. I mean, I know people mm-hmm. that are sane thinking people, successful people have had a lifelong uh, amount of success and prosperity that want to argue with me as to whether that's Donald Trump's voice on the tape or want to ascribe some fantastical reason how that was somehow manufactured. Uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think he's, it's very possible that I think it's very possible that that he will get reelected. What I don't think is possible is the, here's what if, if people are going to say, OK, Fletcher, we want you to use your um knowledge in this area to predict for us a likely scenario what do you think is going to happen i'll tell you what i think is going to happen i think he's i think jared kushner ivanka trump and the trump boys are all going to be indicted they're going to all be arrested they're going to all be held do you think he's going to try to make and a I, deal with all, all i think he'll resign i think he'll resign in exchange for all of the charges against all all of his family that's being what dropped. i'm thinking that's what yeah either that or they can all have the left wing yeah. of a federal prison that's what I think is going to happen here. I think that, and, and let me say this too. Let me say this too. Um, if, and again, I'm going to couch it in an if, because I can't really claim that I know what happened. Yeah. I know what Michael Cohen says. And mm-hmm. I've been in a federal proffer. Have either one of you two ever sat and listened to a United States attorney proffer a witness? No, not yet. Well, it's, <laughs> it, it, I have it's awful. It's awful. And there's a lot of you're lying to us that we know that's not true. You're full of shit. We're not going to give you a fucking thing. I mean, they get in your, I'm telling you, it's ugly. First time I was in a federal proffer as a criminal defense attorney, you know, I I couldn't believe the way the United States attorney was talking to my client. I'd never experienced anything like that. And I, and I almost wanted to just stand up and say, you know what? Screw this. And the guy that was doing it is the most decorated drug U.S. attorney member in the history of the Middle District of Tennessee. The guy that was doing it. I mean, this was a famous prosecutor. And I mean, he was. So they don't really take 
what you know they really uh the your 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 onus the responsibility of you to give them truthful information uh is so great in consideration for whatever type of leniency you hope to gain that if if you tell them anything that is a lie you're as an attorney you tell your client if they ask you the first time you masturbated, you answer that damn question as honestly as you can come well, up with Fletcher. an answer. Don't lie to them about well, anything. You know, on that note, because they will find and if out. If they find they out, will. you're in trouble. If you find out, if they find out, you're in a lot of shit. Now, <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah. And Mueller's yeah. about to. And Manafort is about note, to learn this. Fletcher, not not on the masturbating note, but on the um, if you find out note. Uh huh. Um, Hey, it was crazy. Right get your life. mind out well, the gutter, story. It's my fault. I apologize. But I was thinking about I was thinking about your abs. What? I, I was thinking <laughs> that uh, would be my abs. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 He's talking about. Uh, he's talking yeah, about Heather's been re, yeah, re-released into the wild, and apparently uh, he's been working on her abs. Oh, but God, anyway, now go I got to try and remember, and I was doing so well on this podcast. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it uh, goes back to what I think you were going to say. I was talking about that. You better tell them how how many times you've masturbated if they ask. I mean, no. okay, okay. Now that brings me back to the point. <laughs> okay, so I've been listening to different programs, and one of them says that lying to a federal FBI or a grand jury is not as easy as you think it is. They're not going to lie like, what did you have for lunch yesterday? And if you don't forget to say tomatoes, you're going to be lying. Is that, um, doesn't it have to, isn't there more to Well, it has to be material. You have to be lying about, but in Manafort's uh, situation, he has lied about, for instance, he's, he's done worse than lying. He is feigned like he's on their team while still playing for the other. Right. But, I mean, right. and not only not only is Manafort in trouble, I wouldn't want to be Manafort's lawyer, no matter what they're billing. But because Trump, Trump doesn't want you to know, know these lawyers. These lawyers are going to be in trouble with regulatory authorities, maybe even with uh, prosecutorial authorities. Mm-hmm. Trump doesn't want to go before you know be subpoenaed because they're going to get him for what is that word for lying? Not. Perjury. 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 No, yeah. it's it's called it's called a perjury trap. But it's Trump. It's, uh, according to his lawyers, he he he. Uh, according to some of his lawyers who've been perjury. interviewed, not necessarily Giuliani, but Giuliani too. Trump, uh, if he gets interviewed by a federal officer or a grand jury or a member of the FBI, they'll they'll lay a perjury trap for him, and and he'll commit the he'll commit a crime. But it'll be more substantial than what kind of salad you had yesterday, right? It's not. Yes. Yeah. But listen, listen, Trump, from what I can tell from, I mean, I don't know that he's capable of telling the truth about any matter, material or immaterial. And there's times when I wonder whether or not he knows what the truth is, Mm -hmm. because, you know, I I think Trump, I think what very Mm -hmm. caused a very, very much a disservice to Trump is Trump lived in this insulated world in New York among the very wealthy where he's never had to pay any consequence for anything he's ever before done. Right. right. 
You know, he's he's always had somebody around to pick up the pieces for him and to clean up the shit. And being braggadocious. And whether 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 it was Fred Trump or one of Fred Trump's buddies or cronies or whether it was one of his cronies or buddies, he's now in a world. Washington. Somebody was interviewed and said Washington always wins. You know, Nixon found himself in very much the same trap where, you know, Nixon felt like that that he was powerful and that he could ask things of people and that they weren't recording him and he and he was actually recording it and you know he he didn't understand that sooner or later the Woodward and the Bernsteins get you now if there you know Nixon demonized the press when he was in trouble right. he talked about the deep state and the evil the press movie, and the evil the movie, media the post. And the, yes the movie the post yeah, so I mean he had a lot of the same things, but 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 here's the thing. The the, the news media um is supposed to catch liars. Right. That's their democratic constitutional function. Right. That's why that's why they're a bill of right, you know. That's why we have a right to a free media is, is so that the information that's fed to us is not what the government deigns for us to learn. But what a free-thinking, enterprising uh, journalist can cooperate sufficiently to for the to government. Print. Yeah. But Go ahead, just yes. But just like anybody can be, just barred. like the uh, sorry, anybody yes. can be barred. Um, just like anybody else. But you see, so the variety the press of can be sources bought. from where our press emanates, the variety of sources of exactly. information to which we have access today, they can't really right. buy them all. Right. See, the thing they do in countries where they have totalitarian or dict- dictatorial type of governments, the first thing they do is they eliminate all but one right. press outlet. It's state. Mm-hmm. Right. In Russia, in the Soviet Union, it, it was called Pravda. Everything was pro- – and, and, and in the United States, it might be called the Associated Press, right? But, you know, all the news in newspapers today that doesn't, that doesn't inform us of Miss Bessie's cow getting out the gate <laughs> emanates from the same source in America. It's from the Associated yeah, Press. Yeah, a lot of repetitive right. Right? We used to have a lot of press entities. We had the Whaley Eaton News Service, the United Press International. We had, you know, and we're and we have more now. See, now now you have the Huffington Post, and the, you know, you have uh, different. You have, in fact, every one of us are members of the media. We have cameras. We have we have uh, the ability to to uh, access to social media, uh, access to. Uh, different chat rooms and the like where, you know, we have found that almost everybody's a member of, of the news media. I think that is healthy for democracy, that, that you have a heavy amount of dissension and the ability and the ability to, to um, expound on your reasons for dissent and to dissent and to criticize. Right. It is, but it also isn't because it's more to sift through to find the truth. But what you're going to get is, I like what I, I like to consider us is the renegades that cannot be bought. We're, we're justice warriors. You know, we're, we stand for the truth and we will, you know, we're not going to back down and be controlled by money or fear. Well, I absolutely can be bought, and I'm waiting on someone to attempt it. Oh, uh, Fletcher, you are, off, you are off the team. You're done. 100%. 100% 
I want everybody to know that if you don't like what I'm saying and you have enough money, you can hey, completely change my dialogue. I did that for 20 years. I mean, I suck my arguments, hey, whatever the hell I'm idea. paid to say. You are, you are the weakest link. No, you are the not. weakest link. Maybe not, Heather. That sounds good. We can, we, maybe we could be bought. <laughs> Tracy is seeing Tracy is seeing the 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 profit uh, uh, cape the prop the profitability here. Yeah, but uh, I don't see dollar signs. Like yeah, I'll tell you I'll tell you where news gets I'll tell you where news gets bought. I'll tell you where it gets bought. It's Nash, national advertisers. I, yeah. I interviewed a guy on a radio show. I used to do a radio show, radio show called The Long Version, and I interviewed Nick Barris. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah you know who know. Nick is. Yeah, if you're yeah. In, you know he's pretty well known. He also was in the movie Country Strong. In fact, I think he was in the sequel too. And he played a reporter. I told him his acting chops were pretty limited. But <laughs> uh, anyway, Nick told me one time I was interviewing him on the Longbridge. He told me that you know he had a story that he wanted to go investigative piece that he wanted to break on somebody, and he got called into the news director's office. And the news director said, "You can't report this because you know this guy is a we significant uh, advertiser that, we, to this station." And we, we may have something similar. Yes, we may. Well, people are silly if they don't think that that, that impacts the um, reliability of the information imparted to them. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the opinion of Fox News and the opinion of CNN, the opinion of MSNBC is going to be largely shaped by the people who buy uh, blocks of time and people who support their on-air personalities with buying advertising campaigns that are that are very expensive, and so they're they're going to cater to that crowd. And 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 but getting back to the getting back to the Mueller investigation, uh, and, and we've kind of come full circle. But I've certainly enjoyed doing this today, and I appreciate Heather you allowing me to do it. <laughs> um, first of all, th this is not being run by a group of Democrats. Number one, right. Number number two, uh, the Mueller and his crew are not just a bunch of angry Democrats. Uh, there may be some angry Democrats on this investigative team. Mueller is a lifelong Republican. He was appointed the Attorney General of a state uh, by Ronald Reagan. Uh, he, he was uh, made Director of the FBI by George Bush. The only thing uh, related to a Democrat that you could ever attribute to Mueller is that Barack Obama asked him to stay on as the FBI director for two years after, after Barack Obama's uh, coming into uh, office. The, this is not a group of angry Democrats. And uh, I don't believe that they're investigating this with a malevolent purpose or an appropriate purpose. I think that they believe that there have been uh, attempts by a foreign government to, um, interface with our electorate directly and guide and direct whom they choose as a leader and that they wanted a leader who would have pro-Russian sympathies and an agenda, it would appear. And there will be charges that emanate out of this and there will be people charged named Trump. It's not going to go away without members of the Trump family facing prosecution and at least the formal rendering of charges. So do y'all, are any questions based off of any of that? No, I just have a statement, just that um, him being elected president was kind of the um, the doing in of his family, but his family, can they use, oh, here, here's what I was thinking. Can they use the affluent 
defense, the kids, the Trump kids? <laughs> um, I, I don't believe they can for these particular charges. I think that maybe the affluence defense could play a part in their sentencing. I don't know that it'll ever get to that. I, th I do expect them to be indicted. I do not expect them to ever be tried, nor a plea from them ever be taken. I think once they get indicted, I think it's going to be an end of the Trump administration, hmm. much like it was an end of the Nixon administration. But the they Nixon, weren't all the in the family. The whole family. No, they weren't. They, they, there's that might be the the sole difference between this and Watergate. But there's there's some striking similarities. You know, they say that history repeats itself. It does, there's some striking yeah. similarities between yeah. Watergate and the present situation. It's crazy. And how many people really liked? Nixon when he um, resigned. I mean, he had a following. Oh, yeah. I, I'll tell you the truth. I, I knew people who thought that Henry Kissinger said to Richard Nixon when he was getting on the plane to leave that history would be much more kind to him than his contemporaries. And I think that that's probably true of us all because we tend our, for one thing, is we tend to think back more favorably of people than what we thought of them at the time. And the fact that we've got <laughs> what we have now, situation going on that we have now, it seems like what he had going on was peanuts. Yes, I, I don't think the allegations, I mean, you know, they keep saying there's no collusion, there's no collusion. Well, I beg to differ. Mueller absolutely believes that he has uncovered evidence of the Trump organization colluding with the Russian government to fix, in essence, the outcome of this election. And guys, that's that's what I've got. And thank you, Heather, for, for letting me do it. No problem, Fletcher. It's been fun. And this is the last podcast of the year, guys. So we'll be back in a couple weeks to get 2019 started with a bang. Well, guys, that's the final report. We appreciate you joining us. We'll be back next week to more of a regular format. But for Fletcher Long, Heather Cohen, and Tracy Ellis, until we meet again, keep it between the ditches.